Spoiler warning. You have been warned. It's time for Atomic Monsoon with your hosts, Psycho Andy. And the internet went, ah. Gosh. That opens up a lot of possibilities in the future. <laughs> it's got me excited here. And Jedi Stephanie. They get like a staff and they try to bring him back with it and they only bring back his lower half. And now it's Atomic Monsoon. So if it's one person against the universe, isn't that person just dead? I think so. They should right? be. Because yeah. if it's the whole universe, I just... I feel like the whole universe against one person. You don't have good odds there. Oh, no, definitely not. No. You know where you do have good odds? Where's that? Atomic Monsoon. Hey, that's where you are right now. Indeed. You know where else you can get good odds? Where? DefMRecords.bandcamp.com. And as of the day we're recording this, this week, this week, the Saturn Three put out a new record, which uh, I believe you can get. You can get... Uh, through Def M Records, but you can also go to the Saturn iii.bandcamp.com mm-hmm. and uh, you can support those guys. Go do it, guys. Go do it. They have great music. <laughs> they do. They do. Also, their guitar player is the guy playing guitar on our uh, intro. So <laughs> that also is cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you should, uh, yeah, go support our friends at, at Def M Records. And uh, this week, this week, brand new album from the Saturn 3, brand new release. So you can check that out before anyone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, be a trendsetter. Do it. That trend, hey. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so how's it going, Stephanie? Uh, it's going pretty good, Andy. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Hey, so uh, a couple weeks ago, I asked you to watch a new thing that came out this year based on a thing that I liked as a child. Mm-hmm. And then this week, you asked me to do the same. Yes. 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 And... Uh, uh, I have never watched any of this thing. Well, I'm not going to be coy. Listen, people can see from the episode title. We're we're talking about Phineas and Ferb, the movie Candace Against the Universe. Yes. Uh, I've never watched any Phineas and Ferb. I don't know. I didn't know any show going in except for the couple times that we've talked about in the past. I know mm-hmm. there's a secret Asian platypus. Um, I know one of the kids has a head shaped like a piece of pizza. Yep. And the other kid looks like a test tube with a nose. Yep. And... Uh, I knew there was an evil scientist named Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Yep. That was it. And I knew it was on Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was pretty it. much that's pretty much the basic gist of it. Yeah. So Andy, I have to ask you. Yes. What would you do if you, you had a hundred and four days of summer vacation with school coming around just to end it? Oh dang it, I forgot the theme song. <laughs> What I was going to do is I was going to ask you the question. So uh, Phineas and Ferb, which is yes. uh, a show from Disney Channel, yes. um, the show starts with this theme song that asks, there's 104 days of summer vacation and school came along just to end it. And the annual problem for kids of uh, for our generation is finding a good way to spend it. And then they go in and list all the crazy things Phineas and Ferb do for the summer. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. so I was going to ask you what would you do, but I messed it up, so we're here. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Here we um, are. Uh, yeah, so what would I do with 104 days? Boy, uh, if I knew I had exactly 104 days, I'd probably be more productive than I've been for the last 170 that I've been working from home. Yeah. 
I I definitely agree. I, there were probably been a lot less days where I was sleeping in on my butt and uh-huh. just doing uh-huh. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I'd be less productive because uh, if it was summer vacation and I didn't have to worry about getting paid. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I oh, might yeah. have to. We might have to come back to this at some point. We might have to. <laughs> yeah. So so real quick, I want to give a little bit of backstory on Phineas and Ferb. Okay. So Phineas and Ferb is a TV show that uh, an animated TV show that came to Disney Channel. Uh, it premiered. Um, technically, it didn't premiere until February two thousand and eight, even though they had like a preview in two thousand seven. Um, okay, sure. It premiered on Disney Channel and it ran until June of twenty fifteen. Okay, so seven years. That's not bad. That's seven years before seasons. So. Okay, so gaps in there, but sure. Yeah. There's definitely some gaps in there and everything. Um, so the show pretty much follows Phineas Flynn and, Fer- and his stepbrother, Ferb Fletcher, on their summer vacation. And them hanging out with their friends. And every single day of summer vacation, they decide to do something incredible. An example would be, like, you know, one day they're like, hey, let's... They have, like, these tree houses in their backyard. They're like, hey, what if we had, like, a treehouse robot fight? And instead of just, like having their tree houses and then playing with little toy robots. No, they actually transform their tree houses into giant fighting robots. Okay. <laughs> and then they just fight and it's awesome. Okay. Um, and the entire summer while the, while the boys are doing these fun, crazy uh, adventures and uh, creating these amazing things, their older sister Candace mm-hmm. is trying to bust them because she thinks the things are doing, they're doing are dangerous and that they should get in trouble for it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. And every single day, uh, as the boys are doing it, she will call her mom and tell mom, Phineas and Ferb are doing this thing in the backyard and like, you know, freaking out. And every single time their parents miss it mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly their mom, their dad has experienced a couple of them. Their mom has maybe experienced one or two of them, but it's like, uh, it was like a, it was like a reunion concert of their favorite band that, she didn't realize her boys actually put together. She just thought it was something else, and the boys just got involved is all. Um, okay. But pretty much the entire time, the mom has no idea that the, that the boys are doing this. And when she comes back, they're usually sitting under their tree or hanging out with their friends in the backyard doing the typical thing you would expect them to do during the summer. And Candace looks like a fool because she can't prove that the boys actually did anything. Got um, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, and while they're doing that, their pet platypus, Perry, uh, goes into secret agent mode and goes to fight Dr. Doofenshmirtz and whatever his latest innator is that he's trying to use to take over the tri-state area. And that's pretty much the whole show. That's the whole show in a nutshell. Um, okay. There is an episode uh, that we do see Candace actually bust her brothers, and we see what happens if she did. Um, we discover it's all a dream, but it does happen. Okay. So, okay. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much the whole gist of Phineas and Ferb. Um, the show was created by Dan Povenmire and Jeff Swampy Marsh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swampy Marsh is a great nickname. Oh yeah, they previously worked together on The Simpsons and Rocco's Modern Life. Um, oh, I thought. Okay, I thought their <laughs> names looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you probably. I mean. There's not really anyone big or recognizable from this show to take away. Uh, if you watched Disney Channel at all, you probably recognize Ashley Tisdale and Mitchell Musso from their live action stuff. Okay. But aside from 
like Dan and uh, Jeff, the creators of the show, D. Bradley Baker is probably like the biggest name you would recognize for the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was another. I think it was Candace's voice actress. I recognized her name too. But uh... yeah, that was Ashley Tisdale. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, the opening theme, which is the thing I was saying earlier, is the show. The opening theme is called "Today is Going to Be a Great Day," and it's actually by Bowling for Soup. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I actually got confirmation from a friend of mine who did go to a Bowling for Soup concert in like the last few years that they actually do perform this song at their concert, and I think that's fantastic. Well, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. I, I appreciate when bands do that. Yes, so for, totally for sure. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say about the show is that uh, un- up in- before this show existed, Kim Possible was the longest running di- uh, animated show. Yes, longest running animated show on Disney Channel. I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. Phineas and Ferb is now the longest running show on Disney Channel. Well, okay. Both, animated I mean... and live action included. Okay. Okay. So, even All though right. it only lasted four seasons, it did run an increasingly long amount of time. So. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. And there you go. That's uh, that's Phineas and Ferb for you. There's, there's some basics. Uh, okay. So without knowing any of that, I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, so I guess, do we want to just, just jump right into it? Yeah, let's just jump right into the movie. Okay, cool. So the movie opens with a song about how great today is going to be at, uh, because Candace is riding her bicycle or yep. something. And I, I noted, hey, who are those three dudes? They look familiar. Those three dudes are probably bowling for soup, aren't they? Uh, no, actually. No. So, okay. Oh, God, I that's that's such a great... That's so... Uh, in Phineas and Ferb, they they have musical numbers in pretty much every single episode. Um, okay. okay. Usually, how Phineas and Ferb is laid out is usually it's like a thirty-minute time block, but you get like two different episodes, and at least one of them has a musical number. Okay. Uh, those guys have appeared numerous times. Okay. Um, They've got to be the band that's doing the music for the show, then. Yeah. Let okay. uh, let me look up who they are, and you can keep. Uh, going real quick okay okay so as candace is singing her song riding her bicycle she's she's gets to a point where she's talking about you know trying to uh where her brothers are doing a thing that she's not a fan of and she starts getting mad and it was it was pretty good i I appreciated the you know the whole screen taking an orange tint and and her head catching fire and everything that Mm -hmm. was cool and they did it again later in the song um uh, and then she gets to a point in the song where she's like, you would know what I mean if you saw, and she starts listing some of the things that they've done. I'm presuming these are all things from previous episodes. Yes. Uh, and, and I noted, yeah, I've seen none of these. So I don't know. I don't know what she's talking about at all, which is great. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, get, she, I get the point. Yeah. She, she's, she's oddly enough listing uh, uh, some of the biggest experiments and things that they, that they did. Um, throughout the series like there's one point where she made the comment like you sent me into a video game like that there was an episode where they sent her into a video game with nothing but a towel uh, and a hair dryer (laughs) okay Uh, and it was really funny because she her her hair dryer was like a gun so she was able to shoot the monsters um i'm trying to remember the other the other points of the song but yeah those those were all things that all the boys have done over the summer sure yeah yeah. So of course, as her song ends, you you know cut to the boys and they're doing a thing that she would hate while she's singing about you know not wanting them to do the thing that she would hate. Yep. And that's great because that's how irony works. 
Yep. Uh, so, and then I noted, you know, again, because I knew nothing about this, I guess Phineas and Ferb were brothers and Candace is their older sister because I had no idea. Uh, and then Candace calls their mom mm-hmm. and then we cut to, uh, to, to say, hey, Phineas and Ferb are doing a thing. Um, cut to Perry fighting a dude in a plat- platypus mecha suit. And I presumed that he must have been uh, Dr. Doofenshmirtz because uh, I know that's who Perry fights. Mm-hmm. And also he overexplained his pun, uh, which was pretty great. Um, yes, he does that a vacuum. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Using vacuum as a verb and a noun and as a vacuum and everything. It's pretty good. Yes. I enjoyed it. Um, so Candace, cut back to Candace and the kid, the boys, and Candace doesn't get to bust her brothers and she hates it. And this is the point where I noticed, oh, Candace is trying to get them in trouble, even though what they're doing doesn't actually affect her at all. And that's weird. Uh, but to... she gets... No, go What's ahead. Up? Finish your thought. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, she gets upset. She tells the boys she's been having a terrible summer. And they're like, oh, we didn't even consider that you have, you've been having a bad summer because ours has been so great. And, you know, she walks away and they're like, oh, we should do something really nice for her. And so, you know, that's go off to do that yeah um to add a little explanation in the very very first episode of phineas and ferb the boys build decide to build a roller coaster and okay. when candace when when their mom takes off to go to the grocery store she says that candace isn't condar- is in charge uh conditionally meaning she's technically not in charge of the boys unless something bad or dangerous happens okay well you would think building a roller coaster that stretches through the entire town <laughs> would be a dangerous thing. So it, it's very much the thing where her, because she had been trying all summer to bust her brothers. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes the bu- if the bus didn't work out, sometimes she would be okay with it. Other times she was she felt like a fool because the, the best way to put it is the because she was so focused on every episode and trying to bust her brothers. Sometimes she hardly took time for herself. Right. And took time to have a fun summer with her friends and with her boyfriend and everything like that. Oh, no. I I definitely... Yeah, I got that. She she is more interested in what they're doing than what she's doing. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, And so then uh, Candace's friend Vanessa shows up and basically have that conversation. Uh, you know, like, why Why are you so upset about what your brother's doing? Why aren't you paying attention to what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> and then they bust out into a quick musical number and Vanessa suddenly has a guitar. And I liked her reaction to not knowing why she had a guitar in her hand all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, Vanessa's a great character. Good. Yeah, yeah. She was definitely my favorite in this movie. Um, Vanessa's a fan favorite among many people who watch the show just because when she does come in, even though she's kind of like this goth girl she definitely has this very like realistic re- like approach to everything and it's super super great yeah um, yeah she definitely came across as the most competent person in the movie <laughs> oh yeah and she, her vo- her voice actor is an incredible singer it's like she's got some gr- like kick-ass uh sorry my language but kick-ass you know musical numbers just throughout the whole show sure so. great um yeah so then i wrote oh vanessa is explaining exactly what i was just thinking candace is insane Oh, yep. she's not insane. She just has incredibly low self-esteem. Okay. Yep. Uh, Candace is then abducted by a giant space trash can that she yep. was punching because she thought it was by her brothers. But yep. it turns out it's by aliens. So Perry jumps into action to try and save her. Yes. Um, 
somehow Phineas and Ferb figure out that Vanessa's been abducted by aliens. Or I'm sorry, that Candace has been abducted by aliens, but also Vanessa's there. Yeah. Uh, and then Vanessa suggests that her be- the best case scenario for the two girls is that they're probably going to be eaten. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so Phineas and Ferb decide they need to go rescue their sister, and they go see some kid who loves a show that's not Star Trek. Uh, and then I later added that his name was Baljeet. Yes. Um, because they did not say his name at the point where they went to talk to him. So <laughs> yeah. I had to figure it out later from the subtitles, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they're like, okay, well, we need to figure out how to get, you know, how to get there. And the kid's just building a portal. And he goes, well, even if we got the whole gang together, it would still take at least a montage. And then <laughs> they build the portal and he goes, oh, I guess I stand corrected. It only took a flip wipe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fourth wall break so much. It, you know, there's there's some moments in here that were pretty good. Um, so all the kids decided to go to the Roblox system to rest Candace. Right. And that's when I Vanessa was Doctor Doofenshmirtz's daughter. Yes. Uh, no idea. Yeah. Um, so Doofenshmirtz shows up to talk with the kids. Uh, oh no, they go through the portal and they end up in his lab. Yes, um, and there's some some pseudo science fictiony expl- explanation as to why that happened, mm-hmm. uh, but it works out because then you get all the characters on the mission together. So okay, yes, and they start packing all these weird gadgets into their uh, uh, what does he call the spaceship? It's something like interdimensional travel in Ator or something. It's got a Nator right. at the end of it, but right, everyone's right. like a spaceship. <laughs> I I kind of figured out that all of his stuff had Nator at the end of it. Yep, um, it's a trademark yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then I, I wrote, oh, they're going to need all these ridiculous gadgets that they're packing, aren't, uh, uh, you know, throughout this mission, aren't they? So yeah, cut back to Candace and Vanessa. They're searching, they, they end up on the alien mothership. Uh, they start searching the other space trash cans and nothing, there's nothing. Um, they find a map and then suddenly some awkward green alien things appear. Uh, they find a computer that can speak English and turns out is about as useful as most English speaking computers, which is to say, eh. yeah. Uh, and then in my notes, I wrote Candace is just the worst. Uh, probably about the smoothie machine. Gag oh, they, they run here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's primarily because I think it's just because Candace is still like a 16 year old girl. Yeah. And she, you know, she gets distracted by shiny objects. Meanwhile, even though Vanessa is like 16 as well, uh-huh. she, T- she's she's kind of matured in a different way and because I think of the crowd that she hangs out with sure. she matures in a different way so she's just like no my dad does stupid weird things all the time we should actually get out of here right. and Candace is like ooh smoothies and I'm just like right. yeah I get both sides <laughs> um, okay so we cut back to the kids and Dr. Doofenshmirtz and they're flying their uh, intergalactic planet donator or whatever yep. uh, and they go into an asteroid belt and then Perry unbeknownst anyone goes out for a spacewalk i don't know how they missed him opening the door but, i don't know uh, either <laughs> yeah you know he just goes out for a spacewalk and and starts immediately getting pelted by asteroids and then I'm like, <laughs> oh oh i get it okay he's breaking them up to keep the ship safe but also to keep his identity a secret uh, yep and then they have uh like a like while he's doing that there's like this cool kind of smooth jazzy you know like, secret agent song mm-hmm. but when they cut back to inside the ship there's like this crazy rockin' guitar like terror song. Yep. Uh, and the juxtaposition of those two songs was pretty great. Yep. 
I love that. I love that they gave that song to Perry and how he's like the unsung hero. Yeah. And then that just plays out through the rest of the, uh, or the unsung hero with a song. Uh, right. And it just plays out through the rest of the movie as like he right. just pretty much just saves everyone and no one realizes it. <laughs> and there's, there's one point where the singer is like, he's the unsung hero. Oh, wait, I guess he's sung about now because I'm singing about him right now in this song. Yep. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> um, so Candace and Vanessa start going into escape pods, but Vanessa goes into one. Candace tells the computer to take off, the, to, to eject, you know, eject the escape pod, uh, and it escapes. It, it ejects all of the escape pods, so only Vanessa leaves, and yep. she ends up on a planet of giant mushrooms because, you know, of course she does. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace is kidnapped, uh, captured, whatever, and brought to a scary alien fortress. Uh, there's another singing and dancing number with great gags about how long it's taking them to open the door to move the yep. plot along. And I, I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, she meets super, super big doctor who is the ruler of this planet. No explanation as to why her name is doctor, but you know, I mean, yep. it, she says it's a name. It's, it's a, it's a common enough name that you hear on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I did appreciate the gag that everyone on this planet has for the most part names that are just things on earth. Yep, that was that was pretty good. And everyone cringes when Candace says her name because it turns out that Candace is the sound that happens when you explode from the waist up. <laughs> Which I think is such a it's so specific. <laughs> it is it is very specific, uh, but it's a really good gag throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out Candace is apparently the chosen one. Chosen for what I don't know, but chosen one. Yep. Uh, and then I wrote here in my notes: Is there a reason? that Dr. Doofenshmirtz looks exactly like Phineas as an adult. So there is a weird rumor in theory. So we don't actually know who Phineas... So Phineas and Candace are actually blood-related. Um, okay. And Linda is their mother. Okay. Uh, Lawrence, who's the dad, who we see at the very, very, very end of the movie, and yeah. Ferb are father and son. Okay. We don't know whatever happened to Phineas and uh, Candace's dad. We are briefly okay. alluded to what may have happened in the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars episode. Okay, okay. Um, which is a very good episode. Highly recommend. Sure. Um, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much just episode four, but what if Phineas and Ferb were there too? So it's like that. Um, okay. And uh, there, there is a theory and a rumor because Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Linda, uh, Phineas and Ferb's mom, they briefly dated when they were younger. Aha. There is an okay. episode that shows them on a date together uh, okay. and how she talks about how she wants to become a pop star and he talks about how he wants to rule the world. Um, <laughs> and so okay. there is the rumor and illusion that maybe their dad is actually Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Okay. Okay. Well, but it's yeah. never been confirmed. So Never officially confirmed. But yeah, if I, I was just watching this and, and it hit me like, oh, Doofenshmirtz looks just like Phineas, but like an adult. Yep. Huh. Okay. There's, there, I mean, I figured there had to be a reason for it. And even if it turns out, you know, if they make another movie or whatever and they never explain it, like, okay, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, so they crash. The ship crashes onto this planet uh, in the Vorblock system. Um, and uh, there's a gag where Perry hushes his backup singers, and I appreciated that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the, they, they start looking around and they see a castle. And every time they look at the castle, they hear this ominous tone, but only when they're looking directly at it. That's uh, that's such a great call out to any and any and oh, every yeah. movie that does that. Yeah, that has like the ominous music as you look at the thing, but when the moment you look at the characters, it's not there. Right, 
Right. Yeah. Um, see, my next note is, ah, oh, geez, he just Candiced all over me. So <laughs> I don't remember what. Oh, this was when they were getting like uh, uh, Candace and Super Super Big Doctor were getting like pedicures and everything. Mm-hmm. And and she said Candace has something to uh, excite her pedicurist. Yeah. Uh, uh, who I think was voiced by Wayne Brady. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he exploded. So, oh, geez, he just Candiced all over me, uh, which is also a great sentence that <laughs> I would never use <laughs> in any context. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but hey, listen, if anyone ever explodes from the waist up on me now, I know exactly what to say. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then my next note is, what's what's the twist here? Because Super Super Big Doctor is being way too nice to Candace, someone she just met. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, there needs to be some conflict. Conflict. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, there needs to be some conflict somewhere for this to be an interesting story. So, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. When I was watching it with Connor, we were both like, okay, so what's the catch here? What What does she uh-huh. actually want from Candace? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Which, uh, you know, just goes to show how, you know, we've watched way too many cartoons and sci-fi stories. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um and then Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Isabella, the Girl Scout kid that's along with the group. Uh yes. they have a, a wonderful song about who would be a better leader and adulting. And uh I, I thought that was pretty funny. That song hit a little too hard for me as an adult, <laughs> just because of the fact that he's just like, I'm an adult, I'm adulting, I can do these things now, and I'm just like, Yes. But I agree with Isabella. It doesn't mean you should. Right. Right. <laughs> doesn't mean you're the leader. It just means that you're an adult. It doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Right. And I'm like, I feel so called out here <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a good moment where they get attacked by a giant dragon thing, alien thing. Yep. And Doofenshmirtz uses his chicken replacinator gun. Yep. Uh, which replaces whatever he shoots with the nearest chicken. Yep. And uh, the nearest chicken is on Earth. And it turns out it's... <laughs> in a chicken coop right next to a amusement park called Dragonland that is being built. Mm-hmm. And so everything just kind of works out. There, There is a dragon in Dragonland. There is no longer a chicken. Uh, or, or now, you know, the, the, the gang on the alien planet have to deal with a chicken, which they don't really have to deal with. So that's mm-hmm. great. Uh, let's see. Candace and Super Super Big Doctor. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so what I actually love about that gag is that so when they when they switch the chicken and the dragon mm-hmm. um, and then we see the couple talking, that mm-hmm. has been a running gag through the show, like where you'll see them every now and then where like the wife will be like, you said you're going to do this thing, but you don't even have this thing to go with it. And then the thing appears and then the guy has like the best responses to her, either like my therapy, like <laughs> you should you should have more confidence in me or I hate that you like belittle me. And it's just like this, like. What is with this couple and this guy building random things? <laughs> All right. All right. That's pretty good. Thank you for filling mm-hmm. that in because yes. I had no I, no idea. Yep. Um, uh, okay. So Candace and Super Super Big Doctor go to a daytime talk show and, uh, you know, talk about, you know, Candace being the chosen one and, and all that stuff. And, and they're about to sing a song when Phineas and Furbin Company show up. Uh, Candace tells them that she's the chosen one. And Phineas says, chosen for what exactly? Uh, which is great because that was literally my question, you know, a few notes ago. Yep. Um, so super, super big doctor has the kids and Doofenshmirtz taken away. And uh, I wrote, where are they going? Oh, it's like a presidential suite. Oh, no, it's a dungeon. Wait, no, it's the back of a truck. The back of a truck going to prison. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then I, I noted, I feel like someone's going to find out that Perry is a secret agent by the end of this movie. Uh, 
because he goes out to break the break the truck out of like like break everyone out of the prison truck, mm-hmm. um, including the scared scared cat aliens that are also in the back of the truck. Yes. Um, all right, so we cut back to super super big doctor and Candace, and and I note, oh God, SSBD is going to murder Candace and bathe in her blood to maintain her youth, isn't she? <laughs> I mean that sure. <laughs> it's just, you know, that's that seemed like the kind of thing that that was going to be happening here. Yep. Uh and then uh, okay, so these guys in the prison truck listening listing the things they're afraid of remind me of the episode of the Earthworm Jim cartoon Conqueror Worm where we visit the planet pla- uh, where we visit the planet of easily frightened beings uh who have such wonderful responses as ah something green Ah, something not green, <laughs> which is basically about the level of, you know, how scared these guys are. Yep. Uh, let's see. Parody Pizza of Aliens. Truck stops. The scaredy cat aliens bring the kids and doof to their city of Cowardalia. Uh, and there's a good ongoing joke about um, one of the aliens introducing the kids to the city. Good times. Yep. Um, um, before you on real quick. So you yeah. made the comment about Perry's secret identity. And by the end of this, we would... We would know if he was or not. Uh, I thought the same thing as well. I thought, okay, are they actually going to end up revealing this to the kids? And then I remembered, no, wait, in the first Phineas and Ferb film, Phineas and Ferb uh, in the second dimension? Hold on. Um, I saw it. Lost the second dimension. Yeah. Uh, Perry actually does end up revealing his secret identity to the kids. Um and it actually ends the movie with this huge mind wipe moment um, where ah, okay. all of their memories get wiped. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, let's see. Then Super Super Big Doctor gives her origin story to Candace. And I wrote, oh, yeah, here's the twist in the flashback. Super Super Big Doctor is Super Super Big Evil. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So she's not going to bathe in Candace's blood, but she is going to use Candace's life energy to maintain control. Uh, it turns out that uh, her, her the energy that she has is called Remarkalonium, uh, and Candace exudes a lot of it, and then it turns out it's just carbon dioxide. Yep. And then I wrote, oh, good, this evil plant survives on carbon dioxide. Ah, oh, geez, now the evil plant can just exist on Earth. And then literally, as I finished typing that, super, super big doctor said, oh, we can just go to Earth. Yep, because Candace gave all the information, like, oh, yeah, everyone on Earth breathes carbon dioxide. And then we're just like, Candace. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. And then my next note here is, oh, Candace is the worst. Uh, she just, she's just so obsessed with whatever she's doing at the moment. She's so obsessed with what other people are doing that she isn't realizing what she's doing. And it's, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. There's a big rousing speech where the kids and Doofenshmirtz are like, hey, we should all go and, and stop Super Super Big Doctor. Uh, and, you know, they, they start charging up to the castle uh, and they have a battle song where they're totally giving away their plan. Yep. And totally saying, hey, you're going to look over here, but we're actually coming from the other side. And so all of the Super Super Big Doctor and her forces go in and look at the other side. And then all of the forces are on the first side. And mm-hmm. Super Super Super, super big doctor. Oh, she's got to have a shorter name. So big doctor uh, <laughs> says, <laughs> you lied to us through song. That is cold. Who are you people? Uh, I, I just, you know, you lied to us through song. Like that's a, that's a great line too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so a battle ensues and uh big doctor uh says to deploy the anti-coward measures which turns out to just be a big scary spider picture on a stick with some noises and everyone's <laughs> yep. afraid of it that was pretty great i love how it's like uh, grr spider grr yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> roar grr and i'm just like what <laughs> yeah uh in the middle of, of the battle and everyone running around, Doofenshmirtz gets an alert on his phone and sees from Vanessa's Instagram uh, just a picture of her with the castle in the background and the text, still stuck here, hashtag, building makes a weird tone. Yep. Which, uh, you know, what, like I had to pause it and like, I was like, okay, what was that hashtag? Because it, it went by way too fast to see, but it was like, oh, it's on Disney Plus. So I'll just pause it. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh Oh, there was a gag earlier where when Doofenshmirtz and Isabella were talking about who should be the leader, Doofenshmirtz, hey, I'm going to go this way. And he falls off a cliff. Yes. Uh, and so so this time he's left. Like The kids are going to go find Candace and he's going to go find Vanessa because it's his daughter and he wants to make sure she's okay. And uh, as soon as he leaves, he goes and falls off a cliff. Uh, I'll say this real quick. As much of a doof as Doofenshmirtz is, mm-hmm. And as much of, like, a bad villain as he is in the sense that he's not really great at taking over the tri-state area, he, like, is the, like, he's 100% a fantastic father. Oh, that's like, good. Like, they show that throughout the show, that, it like, it, he will do anything and everything for his daughter. Like, it does not matter. Like, he will stop trying to take over the tri-state area if it meant that his daughter was safe and okay. Okay. But she okay. usually doesn't stop him because usually she wants to get involved. So, yeah. <laughs> So. Uh, okay, so then they repeat the gag of him going to fall off the cliff. He's he's caught by Perry, asks mm-hmm. if Perry is like some weird secret agent uh, guardian angel, and then Vanessa shows up riding a dragon. Yep. Uh, and then I noted, so Duke's going to fall off a third cliff, right? Because there's the rule of threes and all. And sadly, I don't think he did fall off another cliff at the end, you know. But like, nah. also they set it up early, and you know, I don't know if he falls off cliffs a lot in the show, but you know, it, it was fine. He, he falls a lot, so. Okay. Okay, so everything's going crazy. They uh, the kids sneak onto the sh- the big doctor's ship so they can get get back to Earth. They start going faster than the speed of light. warp two, which they explain is twice the speed of light. And there's a pretty good gag about if you go faster than the speed of light, you break down to just the basic like your basic form or whatever. And they do a really good gag about like them turning into just like pencil animation and then or just like the line art and then the pencil animation and then um storyboards and then it goes to the pitch meeting of the creators pitching the movie uh that was a really good gag that I just oh my god we laughed so hard <laughs> yeah i had to pause and stop for a second because it was it was really solid mm-hmm. um okay and then i wrote chicken replacinator fails oh right because he they were on the planet and he he shot the dragon to try and get it to switch places with a chicken but it just switched places with the other chicken that was already on the planet from earlier. Yes. And I was like, okay, that's solid. And then uh, we just need the canoe to pay off because Buford uh, brought a canoe that he's been carrying around. And then literally the next scene, the canoe joke pays off. Yep. And they're all falling and they, they get in the canoe and then, you know, turn it into an airplane. And uh, Buford says, and you said we wouldn't need it. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it pays and off then again I... later too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I made a note of that actually. <laughs> uh, and then I, I wrote, "What would happen if Doofenshmirtz shot the chicken replacinator at the chicken?" Right? They're on. They're on the other planet. What if he shot the chicken with the chicken replacinator? What would be the next closest thing? The next closest chicken? Would it be yeah. itself? I don't know what would happen. Yeah. Uh, 
let's see. So they get to Earth. The aliens uh, interrupt a baseball game that's full like of people. Like aliens do. Like aliens do a lot. Yeah. Um, super, super big doctor says, people of Earth, breathe on me. And I thought that was a great line. Um, <laughs> there's a, yeah. a scene where all the, the citizens, the regular people are running around. And there's just this person holding a watermelon above their head. And like while you're hearing the like, blah, 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 you just hear my watermelon. And that was yep. great. Um, that is also that that was like an obscure like that's kind of the uh like the, like the cabbage merchant from like avatar who's like my cabbages um or like okay. the guy from spongebob who's like my leg but the, the my watermelon guy he's only in one other episode oh, in Phineas and Ferb that i can recall so the fact yeah, that they just randomly brought him back for this was fantastic that's great um <laughs> i love i love when there's little gags thrown into into crowd scenes like that like a whole bunch of people running right uh -huh. and like one of the voice actors just throws a line in there um there's an episode of ronwell one half where all the students are running for i think for like phys ed class or something but like they're just all just running and and one of the guys in the class just goes don't push me i'm full of chocolate <laughs> it's like what what okay so yeah so the my watermelon guy was a pretty good joke yeah. Uh, even even about knowing that he's a callback to something else, like just having him there, I, I thought was pretty great. Yes. Uh, so everyone starts fighting all the aliens, and then the canoe pays off again because they they uh, tie it to the back of a like golf cart or something, and they're using it to whack aliens away. Yep. Uh, uh, more fighting happens. Blah 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 blah. Um, Candace, Phineas and Ferb free Candace. Um, she talks about how how terrible she's been to them. And then they're like, well, we just want you to see yourself the way that we see you. And I was like, man, that's a really good message for like everyone. Cause mm -hmm. no matter how you see or feel about yourself, like the way other people see you can be completely different. And it's mm -hmm. probably in a more positive light than you expect. Yeah. So, you know, especially like your friends and family, like they probably like you a lot better than you think they care about you. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but I think you understand my point. <laughs> yeah, I understand your point. Um, yeah, and and one quick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a real quick fallback. I know we're talking about this really great wholesome sentimental moment. Um, yeah. The canoe thing with the with the golf cart. There's yes. a Wilhelm scream. There is. Yeah. There is a Wilhelm totally scream, was. and he and Buford tell and Buford, who's the who's the bully, uh, tells Isabella like, "Hey, uh, we used it again," and she's like, "I'll make you a patch." Uh, the last time they used it was in the first Phineas and Ferb movie, which technically they had their minds wiped, so I do not know how they remember that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, because they used it again it, it, like in the movie, so this is the yes. second time in this movie. But that is cool that she says, I make you a patch, because that is you know the, the merit badge thing that she does. Yes, uh, as a fireside yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, back to the sentimental, beautiful moment between brothers and sister. So Candace grabs a t-shirt gun and starts canvassing the hell out of everybody. <laughs> Skipping the mug with the great memories, but that's awesome too. <laughs> oh, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They, they. She opens the, she opens the gift that Phineas and Ferb have been trying to give her the entire movie, and it's a cup, and a little thing pops out, and it, it shows all of the nice moments that they've had. And I'm presuming these are all clips from the series. All but one. All of the clips okay. uh, were from the series. One of them was not. Oh, okay. What was one of them one? they actually strictly made for the movie. Oh, cool. Okay, so something that happens off camera. That's yes. That's, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then Candace realizes, oh, it's it's free t-shirt day. She grabs a t-shirt gun and starts shooting t-shirts at all of the aliens who then get excited that they got a free t-shirt and they all Candace. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, enough carbon dioxide has been released that the evil plant uh, 
reaches its capacity and uh i all the kids start wearing masks and i was like man forget covid mask up to avoid mind controlling spores yeah (laughs) um more fighting happens they end up shooting the giant alien with the chicken replacinator gun so it goes back to the uh planet because they oh there's a moment there I, i skipped so doofinator and vanessa and perry all return back to earth by changing the setting on the chicken replacinator gun to the furthest chicken, not the nearest yes. one. Um, so, so yeah, later they end up shooting the evil plant with the chicken replacinator set to the furthest setting to say it. Anyways, you see where this is going, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then Candace uses the speech that Vanessa used on her at the beginning of the movie on Super Super Big Doctor to make her want to stop her plans. Um and uh, I, I wrote, you know, hey, if nothing else, this movie is really good about setting something up and having it pay off later. Yes. Um, yeah. And then they save the day and they send Super Super Big Doctor back to the home planet and everything is great. And they sing a happy song at the end. And then the dad finds the dimensional portal in the backyard and he goes through it. And ends up in Doofrance versus lab, which is on fire, and then comes back, and the wife comes in and it's like, "What happened to you?" And he goes, "I have no idea." <laughs> I so that that's the so the the thing at the end with the dad going through the portal, uh, and then coming right back, and then the portal disappearing. That is how every Phineas and Ferb episode ends. Not exactly like that, but where something that Doofenshmirtz did results in their projects disappearing. Not every okay. project, but okay. some, but most of the projects that they do. So it was a great callback that whatever happened at the um, at Doofenshmirtz's lab resulted in their machine disappearing, and it's just like that's fantastic. Got it. Okay. Also, the fact that his lab is still on fire after they took off in the in the spaceship is also still really funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and that that's that's basically it. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure I missed some moments. I'm sure. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Honestly, you you did a very good job, like Thank giving you. the whole gist of the movie and everything. Um, and yeah, like there there's definitely things that were missed that were really really funny. There were things that were missed that were definitely callbacks to other points of the show. And there was definitely like other characters that made previews and cameos that you probably didn't even put two and two together because you haven't right. seen the show. But for me, I'm like, oh look, there's you know, like for example, at the baseball game, the the commentator for the baseball game, um, that's actually the mayor of Danville, which is the town they live in, and oh, okay. that's actually Doofenshmirtz's brother. Oh no, kidding! Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, see, no idea. But also, like, that's cool that they would include him, and and there is all that backstory. But it's also not important for the movie. Exactly. Um, right. So yeah, I feel like knowing pretty much you know nothing about this series i went in and i was able to enjoy this movie mm-hmm. um i don't know that it made me want to go back and watch all of phineas and ferb like i don't know that i need to watch four seasons of this show mm-hmm. but but um disney plus did have some of the other movies up uh and they had the the mission marvel episode highlighted mm-hmm. so um yeah i think i think i would be willing to go to go watch uh some more of this oh yeah um, no it's Phineas and Ferb is a great show. Um, yeah. I can definitely easily recommend like episodes to watch and episodes to not watch. Um, 
you know, ones that have maybe like some of the best musical numbers and then some that are just, they're just so funny on their own. They don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Phineas and Ferb is, it is this show that is just so surprisingly good that when the series ended, it was, I mean, it was sad. It was sad to see the series go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was like one of those shows that you, you can't really compare it to anything else. Like it's its own entity. It exists in its own realm and it's so good. Um, and I'm glad that you enjoyed the movie, Andy, uh, you know, because when, when they announced that this was coming out, I was so excited and so stoked because, you know, Phineas and Ferb has been over for a while. And yeah, uh, I was like, I totally am going to watch this movie. And I thought we would be great for us to talk about it here mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. on Atomic Monsoon. And uh, and if you guys out there are listening and you have never watched Phineas and Ferb, it is on Disney+. Plus. It is, again, a really great show. I highly recommend it. It doesn't matter how old you are. You will find something about the show that you will enjoy. Yeah, yeah. As as I get older and as I, you know, make more art and stuff, right, I, I find myself um, watching less and less television, mm-hmm. um, right? So it's, it's hard for me to get into new things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my roommates just binged all of The Legend of Korra last weekend. Yeah. Um, and I, I sat down and watched a few episodes and it was really cool, you know, um, I we have all of Gravity Falls on DVD and that show is pretty great. That's um, a great show. Over the Garden Wall is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Steven Universe, of course. You know, we did a whole episode about about just the first season of that. Um, and then now you've watched all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, oh, update on that, by the way. Um, <laughs> Rebecca Sugar just tweeted out the other day that uh, all of Steven Universe now is available on HBO Max. So if you are an HBO Max subscriber, uh, you can literally watch all of Steven Universe and the movie and Steven Universe Future right there. But ah. <laughs> I know, I know, right after you finished trying to figure out how to watch all of it, uh, yep. they were just like, oh, by the way, here it is. Ah, uh, fine. But hey, for our listeners that haven't watched all of Steven Universe, eh, sign up for a month of HBO Max. You know, pay the, the 12, 15 bucks, whatever it costs, you know, watch the show and then cancel. Yep. Um, that's fine. It's cheaper than buying all the DVDs. It's true. Um, but yeah, yeah. So like, I I don't know that I would say that I think Phineas and Ferb is as good as all those other shows I just listed. Yeah. But it was much better than I was expecting. Um, yeah. I, you know, like I said, when we did the um, City of Bones book, mm-hmm. like I think I would have enjoyed that a lot more if I was a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I had ever been a teenage girl, yes. um, I, I think I, I, I think I would have enjoyed the Phineas and Ferb movie more had I watched this growing up, yeah. but there was still plenty to enjoy having seen none of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie feels like a better representation of that series than for example, the 1986 Transformers movie, um, which like is a weird thing to say, but like that, the Transformers movie takes place in the middle of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, the Finney, this Phineas and Ferb movie we just watched, like this obviously takes place like after it, but it could take place at any point during the series. It feels like exactly. Yeah. And, and it isn't like super continuity heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I dug it. And uh, I, I, you know, I am willing to watch more Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, no. And thanks for, Thanks for joining me on this, Andy, because this was, again, like I said, this was a thing that I really wanted to talk about and I was really excited to talk about and watch and enjoy. Um, And 
like if you if any of you out there have seen Phineas and Ferb, uh, check out our social medias and tell me and tell me at least uh, what's your favorite <laughs> Phineas and Ferb episode musical number whatever and uh, I will share it with Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you can find us at our socials media, uh, Atomic Monsoon on Twitter and Facebook with the underscore between the words on Instagram. Um, and then you can just straight up email us atomicmonsoon at gmail.com. Um, yeah, yeah, we're pretty easy to find. So. All right. Uh, hey, were there any, we still got a few minutes left. So were there any points, uh, in this movie that I didn't mention that you particularly appreciated? Um, yeah, uh, there, there, there were a couple of points that I, I truly appreciate. I mean, like you pretty much got all of them covered and I, you know, I jumped in with a few that I had. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I have to appreciate the, the opening musical number, which like I said, I wasn't able to find who those random guys were. I think they, they're just the normal, the random background guys that come in okay. every song every now and then. One thing I really appreciate about that musical number is that it very much put into perspective who Candace is and who, and what the show is all about. Uh, yeah, dealing with her brothers and I, I really like it just I, I think I just appreciate the music of this movie so so much um, also the the end credit song the one where you see the epic silhouette background and we get this whole song about silhouettes yeah that was a lot <laughs> um, of fun too yeah <laughs> yeah and then if you stayed past the end credit scene um, there is and, and we get into the actual credits uh, the song that plays is the actual song Candace was trying to sing at the beginning with Vanessa uh, mm. and it actually is me against the universe. Okay. So we actually okay. do get the full song there at the end, which is really, really nice. And I was kind of sitting there jamming to it as it was playing. I was like, yeah, this is so good. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I didn't pick that up, but you're right. That is, yeah. that is that song. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, let me see. Oh, I also really appreciate the, so after the big fight scene and they send the giant, uh, you know, mind controlling plant away. Mm-hmm. Um, Candace hears, sees her mom pulling up down the road and she tells, and usually this is the perfect opportunity to bust her brothers, like Stacy, uh, who's actually Candace's best friend, um, okay. that we didn't see a whole lot of in this movie. Um, you know, like telling her, like, oh, this is it. You know, you can bust your brothers right now. And Candace is like, hey, mom, Phineas and Ferb want pizza on the other side of town and like for dinner. Yeah. And it was just like, that was a really sweet, wholesome moment where I think it really would change. That really changed the relationship between Phineas and Ferb and Candace and their mom and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of the rest no, of the summer. That is a good point. Uh, something, yeah, that uh, I, I didn't write down because you know I, I don't know these characters, but mm-hmm. you're right. Like that is a a good. This movie is Candace's character arc, and, and yes, you know, hey, this is the end of her trying to get her brothers in trouble for you know, doing the things that always seem to work out for them. And mm-hmm. at the end, she's like, hey, you know, we just saved the world. Like, there's no reason to get them in trouble over this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, that was well, really you can't cool. clean up an entire city block in like less than five seconds. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, um, also, the the blonde haired boy that uh, Stacy, Candace's friend runs into, that is Jeremy. That is Candace's boyfriend. OK. Yes. OK. Yeah. Who, who uh, apparently, this was all news to everybody, who apparently does LARPing. We did not know that before this movie. That is news to all interesting. of us. Okay, okay. And I kind of low-key yeah, love yeah. it because now he just has spears in his truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so does he have like a hot dog truck? Is that what, like some sort of food truck? Uh, so, the, so the restaurant he works for is called Slushy Dog. It's technically like hot dog on a stick. Uh, okay. Mixed with like Sonic. Okay. Um, okay. That's it. the restaurant he works at. That's the restaurant a lot of the kids go at throughout the series. Um, and yeah, that's the restaurant where we first technically meet him. We don't meet him in the food truck. We meet him in the actual like food court at like the mall. Okay, so but, this is the yeah. truck for that restaurant. Okay, that's the truck for the restaurant, and it's you know, yeah, for, apparently for this baseball game. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, yeah, there, there's a, there's a good moment uh, that I did, I did skip where he's in there sharpening spears for some reason, and uh, Stacy was it? She comes up and she's like, yeah. "You're already prepared for the alien invasion." He's like, "There's an alien invasion." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's just like, "No, no one's buying slushy dogs. So I'm just gonna sit here and yeah." finish my you know finish my cosplay <laughs> yeah right um so yeah yeah no yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of good moments a lot of good the humor mm-hmm. in this is really solid and knowing that these are people that worked on older episodes of the simpsons and Rocco's modern life like okay yeah that is that is right in my bailiwick like that's right right up my alley so yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the thing <laughs> is with Ferb, i got introduced to this show you know in high school like i I saw it like in high school and junior mm-hmm. high. So I was of the age where I wasn't really watching a whole lot of like those cartoons. I was watching a lot more action, like DC, Clone Wars type cartoons. Yeah. So Phineas yeah. and Ferb was kind of the last real thing I watched on Disney Channel before I kind of stopped watching yeah. Disney Channel. Okay. Um, and I mean, Gravity Falls is in there too, but Phineas and Ferb finished after Gravity Falls did. And Gravity Falls started okay. in the middle. So, um, okay. But yeah, no, it's just it's it was such a great show that even despite my age now, like going back and watching it, like it's still super funny. The music is still so, so good. And I'm just like, I, it, I don't think it, like, I, like I look back on like Hannah Montana and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I love the songs. But that was definitely a different me, a different time. And yeah. some of these episodes are cringy as hell. But Phineas yeah. and Ferb, it's like, now I'm going to watch the roller coaster musical episode where they decide to build a roller coaster again and then make it a musical. <laughs> pretty good it's pretty good yeah so all right guys well we are uh just about out of time here so yeah uh find us atomic monsoon on twitter and facebook and with the underscore on instagram and emails atomic monsoon@gmail.com. uh support our friends at defmrecords.bandcamp.com and head over to the atomic monsoon Redbubble store mm-hmm. and get some shirts and masks and stickers and and phone cases and whatever whatever red is offering this week because they're always adding new stuff to their store so Yep. Yeah. All, All right, right, guys. Well, uh, hey, Stephanie, thank you for introducing me to this. I very much appreciated it. Of course. Uh, and to everyone else, uh, sorry we just spoiled the entire movie for you, but uh, I'll put a spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yep. All right, so, everyone. Take care right. and, and be safe out there. Curse you, Perry the Platypus! so if it's one person against the world nope that's wrong i gotta start over